Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast, the TJW podcast for Friday, March 31st, 2023. It's the the end of March. How cool is that? End of March. Baseball season started yesterday. The warm weather's coming. April's around the corner. A lot of good stuff happening. Two great things which happened (laughs) this past week's episode of The Mandalorian and Bad Batch. Um, I'm going to talk about Bad Batch in the next episode that I do, hopefully. Uh, but for this episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this this uh, this week's episode of The Mandalorian. It's the fifth episode of season three called The Pirate. Just to just to put it briefly here, because uh, I really I don't think I have much as much time as I as I could on 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 another day. But I just wanted I, I had to get my thoughts out about this episode here. So uh, in this episode of The Mandalorian, uh, we're back to Navarro, uh, back to Navarro, where uh, Griff Karga is trying to he's he's really putting the efforts forth to try to make Navarro a a a a viable independent state um, outside of the New Republic. Uh, he feels he wants to be able to to be in control of his own world, to, to shape its own destiny, and to be able to uh, to, to figure things out on his own. Uh, unfortunately for Kref, the the pirates who he uh, who he he tossed out of Navarro a couple episodes ago and shot up their uh, their gang who came looking for 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 drinks that were at the at at what they thought was the bar, but was now the, the, the new school at Navarro. Um, the, uh, the captain, Captain Shard comes back and, uh, has a little payback. He says he wants to, to give Kref for, for what he did. Uh, he brings his big ship to Navarro and he just starts leveling the city there. Uh, Kref and his citizens have to flee out of the city and go into almost like the wastelands and, and hide out on the outskirts of, of the city, uh, and, and try to get a message out. Uh, Kref sends out a message uh, to, of all people, Captain Teva of the New Republic. Uh, it was nice to see Captain Teva again. Uh, I thought we were going to see uh, his, his buddy Filoni there <laughs> as well, too. But uh, he's there in the cantina. It looks like a New Republic cantina where, uh, you know, the pilots who are on break are there having a drink or playing some pool and so forth. But uh, he gets a, a message from Kref saying that he needs he needs help that that the pirates have come and he can't get them off the planet and they're causing chaos and they've got to get they got to get them out of there so uh captain teva who's a who's a good guy of course he says he, he he's, he's saying there he's like we gotta i gotta do something and who comes sitting next to him uh comes up walking up behind him it's zeb from uh from rebels how cool was that to see him in this episode there uh, it's good to see that he became an official uh, official pilot of the New Republic after the fall of the Empire. So that was fun to see him. Uh, but they have a little discussion where, where Captain Teva tells him, we've got to do something. And Zeb was basically telling him, you know, you, they're under, the New Republic is under so much paperwork right now that we can't, we don't have even the possibility of being able to help out anybody else besides even the people who, who are under the New Republic can't seem to get any help. So, Captain gets on his X-Wing and he flies off to the New Republic on Coruscant to try to, to petition for, for help for, for this. Uh, he gets there and he asks the, uh, the commander who's in charge there um, to try to give him, can we give him a hand? And he basically says no. And it's interesting how, uh, you know, we have there as well too. Moff Gideon's uh, su- supposed to be somewhat reformed <laughs> communications officer there telling him that uh, no you can't you you can't go there it's against regulations or, or whatever 
But regardless of that, Captain Teva gets his orders and is told, like, we can't do anything for, for Navarro at this time. So he gets in his ship. He knows that he has a connection, that, that, that Gref Karga has a connection with Dindajaran. And he flies over to, he flies over to the, uh, the Mandalorian camp. And because uh, he's able to track and able to find the, the, the Dindajaran and, and the rest of the Children of the Watch. Uh, because uh, R5-D4 is with him now. And he's a New Republic uh, droid and they I guess they have some sort of Wi-Fi connection <laughs> so he was able to get a signal and uh, and he was able to, uh, to, to to meet up with him he asks he asks the Mandalorians there to help to help his to help Gref Karga out he even calls Gref Karga his friend he said he goes to Dindajaran he's your friend give him a hand so long story short there is a wonderful exciting exciting battle that takes place between uh, the Mandalorians and the pirates uh, they're able to got it conclude it included everything from ground from ground assault to air assault it was it was you know a good Star Wars battle which we always love to see uh, in the end the Mandalorians in and I would have to say this as well too prior to that um, you know I should have said this beforehand is uh, that, that great scene that they have of, of Dindajaran um, imploring the uh, his fellow Mandalorians during this fireside chat or this fire, you know, this this uh, this chat that they're having outside to say that we have to help them out. We have to help these people out, and it's almost as if like the the Mandalorians keep growing and becoming more respectable to 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 the galaxy. They keep doing such, you know, selfless acts. Here is one selfless act. They're they're trying to 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 save uh, Navarro from these pirates. So, like I said, they have the great, glorious battle. Bo-Katan leads the Mandalorians to victory once again. And at the end of the battle, Griff offers the land that he promised to uh, Dindajaran whenever he wanted it to the Mandalorians. He says, you don't have, you know, Mandalore anymore, but make this your home and come join us here. So uh, they have that, uh, at least for the time being, to be their home base. So... Well, we find out Paz Vizsla goes up to Bo and says he, he that that he tells her, you know, the armorer wants to talk to you, and so Bo goes down and we see there on Navarro that uh, original forge that we saw in that first season of The Mandalorian, where she was, where we, we she meets up with uh, with Din Djarin and he gets his his signet put on. And she talks about how there was this great forge on on Mandalore, this this glorious forge where you can hear all the hammers banging and all the armor being made, and it's all, it's music to her ears. And this was a, a little tiny forge, but it served the same purpose. And so then she does something amazing. She says she asks Bo to remove her helmet, and Bo Katan is like, uh, and she goes, "Do you trust me, or do do you respect my position here?" And she says yes. And so she takes off the helmet, and then she tells her that. Bo-Katan has walked in both worlds of, of, of Mandalore. She's walked in almost like the secular world, and she has walked also in this very traditional, you know, semi-spiritual religious world of, of, of the Children of the Watch. And because she is able to walk both worlds, she could take her helmet off. And because she takes her helmet off, it's going to be the way that she's going to be able to bring in the other Mandalorians. The armorer is beginning to understand and she says the reasoning behind this is because both Catan is the one who saw the Mythosaur. It is a sign that a new age is coming upon the Mandalorians and the Mandalorians have to come together in order to make this situation, you know, victorious for them. They have to come together in order to be able to reclaim Mandalore. Uh, 
she's given the mission to, to Bo-Katan to go find the other Mandalorians out there. Those who, you know, all the Mandalorians, not just, you know, not just Children of the Watch, not just the, the, the ones who are under Bo-Katan's, you know, command, but all the Mandalorians, the word has to be put, put out that we're all coming together. It doesn't matter. You keep your helmet on, you keep your helmet off. We all have to be in this together. Uh, which I thought was really a, a, such a powerful moment in this show where she was really going on about this and 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 it gave you a little bit of chills that, wow, are we going to actually see this situation where the Mandalorians all come together? And I am telling you, while it is still, it seems as if it is going to be Bo-Katan who's going to be the one leading them in this battle or leading them in this charge to uniting Mandalore and reclaiming their homeworld. And you could just imagine the scene of her holding that dark saber. But I really, I, part of me is thinking that is it going to go back to Groku? I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I just have this feeling, and it's sort of nutsy to think this, whatever, because Groku is not even a foundling. I mean, he's a foundling, but he's not even an apprentice yet. So, uh, but I, I still think that Groku has has a, a place in this story. I think his his force abilities, his Jedi abilities, and coming together to bring full circle that that combination of Jedi Mandalorian holding the dark saber is uh, is is something that needs to be explored. Uh, I could be totally off on that. Uh, I, 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 in fact, I might be totally off on that, but I wanted to put that theory out there. Uh, although, after seeing this episode, it's sort of hard to not think that it's going to be Bo-Katan who's going to be holding the Darksaber uh, and leading the victorious uh, battle uh, to reclaim Mandalore. Uh, as the episode ends, we end on a little bit of a very questionable dark note here. Uh, Captain Teva is out there in his X-Wing and he finds a shuttle. Uh, it's a New Republic shuttle that was transporting uh, Moff Gideon to, to the New Republic and he finds that it's been, you know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, the, the side has been blown out. Uh, the New Republic officers have been dead in there for a while, uh, but there is evidence that uh, the Mandalorians were there. Certain Beskar armor there, and certain Beskar bits were are left there that, that have been detected by their by their uh, you know by the little tiny probe that went in there. But uh, this now leaves the idea: did the did the Mandalorians did the Mandalorians actually take Moff Gideon? Uh, is Moff Gideon still alive? If, and where is he? Uh, what's you know? Is it this other? I would say Mandalorians outside of Children of the Watch. Who took Moff Gideon and are holding him for some reason? Uh, we'll have to see and find out. Uh, but this this also places a whole lot of uh, you know blame on the Mandalorians if if uh, if they have the Mandalor if if they have Moff Gideon and the New Republic you know they attacked a New Republic shuttle. What's that going to do between the relationship between the Mandalorians and the New Republic? We'll all have to see what happens with that. But uh, it certainly leaves us with a lot to uh, to think about as as we're entering into the final couple shows uh, for this season of The Mandalorian. What did you think about this episode? Uh, did you like it? Were you getting? Uh, did, were you enjoying all those uh, fantastic? Uh, you know uh, th that great scene at the end. Like I said with Bo-Katan and the armor. Uh, who else was enjoying seeing Zeb back again? <laughs> I hope he. I hope they do keep him in there, and they do uh, utilize that character a little bit more in future episodes. Well, I think that's all I have to say here today. Here, I know it's a little bit of a shorter uh, coffee cast, shorter uh, lunch break here, 
on the uh, the TJW podcast. But uh, that's all I have time for today. If you want to get in contact with me, you can send me a message at the Traveling the Jullen Waste podcast Facebook page. Send me a message there. Let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, if you have any thoughts about um, some of the, uh, the stuff I discussed in the previous episodes about, uh, you know, the former Expanding Universe books that I was talking about, the Essential Legends timeline, uh, the new canon books, uh, I'd love to hear what, you, uh, what, what you're thinking about that as well, too. Uh, next episode, I'll have some more to say about the Bad Batch and there. I didn't realize it at the time, by the way, that this was Bad Batch was ending off on on, on, on these last two episodes in, 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 a, in a season finale here. So uh, that that was that caught me a little bit off guard, but I did watch both episodes. Uh, be sure you get them in before listening to my podcast about uh, my thoughts about it. Uh, just just briefly, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great way, uh, a great show. Uh, you know, those standalone episodes uh, they they were what they were, but they really they really put an exclamation point here at the end of this season of uh, the Bad Batch, and and it definitely looks like we're getting another season of the Bad Batch coming up. And probably, I would say. Oh God, a year, I would imagine. Uh, I don't see it coming out again until uh, a year from now. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I'll have more thoughts about that. Have a wonderful weekend all, and I will talk to you soon. See ya.